I know this gospel passage is somewhat long, but it is definitely worthwhile for us to meditate on. There's so many different things we could speak about and reflect on this morning. I just want to choose simply a handful. But I would, invite, I would invite you today at some point in your prayer, maybe it's your evening prayer before you go to bed tonight, to take out, right, or Google this reading, right, Google what was Sunday's reading, pull it up and use it for your prayer at some point today. Go through and meditate on what we have just heard. It should come as no surprise that both our first reading and our gospel passage have as a theme water. The first reading we're talking about, we're listening to the Jews who are in the desert. They are thirsty, and Moses gives them water from the rock. God tells Moses to strike the rock, and water gushes forth from this rock and quenches the thirst of the Jews. In the gospel, we hear, hear a similar scenario where the Samaritan woman comes out to the well to draw water, and Jesus offers her living water. Right? She thinks running water is what she thinks when she hears this word, living water. The theme is water. I said it should come as no surprise because these readings were used for those who were about to be baptized at the Easter Vigil. Logical that we would have as a theme water waters of baptism. This morning I want to reflect on Jesus' encounter with the Samaritan woman. And there's this little phrase that we didn't hear this morning which actually introduces this morning's gospel, but it's omitted in what we read this morning. The whole scenario, the whole account begins with the following phrase. John says, Jesus had to pass through Samaria. Jesus was compelled to pass through Samaria. The Samaritans were those who stayed behind during the Babylonian exile. They were people who intermarried with the Assyrians, and they were Jews who eventually lost their faith, or rather their faith got corrupted, no longer worshipped in the temple in Jerusalem, established their own worship on Mount Gerizim, and were looked down on by the Jews. They were seen as sinners, as unfaithful to God. You betrayed who you were as God's people. You had intermarried with this pagan nation. Now you're worshiping in a way that God does not want. You clearly don't understand. You have abandoned who you, your identity as God's people. Those were the Samaritans. And that's why the Jews, when they were traveling from Jerusalem in the south to Galilee in the north, would simply cross over the Jordan River, go along the Jordan River on the other side, and then come back into Galilee. They did not pass through Samaria. It was a sinful nation, a sinful area. They were people who were unfaithful to God. So Jesus, why does it say Jesus had to pass through Samaria? He did not. The normal thing would have been to cross the Jordan and go up to Galilee. Jesus had to pass through Samaria because he had to encounter the Samaritan woman. Jesus intentionally goes through Samaria. Jesus wants to be in the midst of those who are unfaithful to God, those who are considered unclean, those who are considered sinners. That's where Jesus goes. 
It's not true if I think that I have done this, that, or the other, or my life is such that God could not possibly want me. God cannot possibly encounter me. And I think that it's myself, it's me. I have to travel towards Jesus. I have this conversion process that's going to take so long. I can't possibly make it to him. I've walked, I've journeyed so far away from Jesus. That is not true. Jesus purposefully meets us where we're at. Jesus goes to Samaria. He wants to. What's the next thing that happens? And John is full of all these details, and every detail is important. It says, Jesus comes to Jacob's well. Now, what comes to mind when I say Jacob's well? Probably nothing. Like, okay, yeah, that's the well that belongs to Jacob. Got it. Check. But it means nothing to us. They're just these details like, okay, Jesus came, he came to Jacob's well. It's like you fill up a gas at Shell or BP or Speedway. Who really cares what gas station it is? It's a well. It happens to be Jacob's. That's not what this is about. What happened at Jacob's well? Jacob's well is the place where Jacob met his future wife, Rachel. It is the place of encounter with the person that Jacob wanted to enter into a nuptial relationship with, a relationship of love. Every Jew who heard this and heard Jesus stopped at Jacob's well would have realized the place where Jacob met his wife, a place of love. Jesus stops at Jacob's well because he's looking to enter into a nuptial relationship a relationship of deep love with the Samaritan woman. It's an encounter of love, not a chance encounter. Just as Jacob met, met Rachel, Jesus, the true bridegroom, meets his church, the bride. As sinful as that church might be, as sinful as you and I might be, Jesus first seeks us out, and then Jesus stops at Jacob's well because he is desiring, thirsting for that encounter of love with me. He wants that nuptial relationship with me. Total gift of self to the other. And then what does it say? It says, the woman came around noon to draw water. And again, we might say, no big deal. How many times has my wife sent me out to go get milk and it's noon? Okay, drive to the grocery store, it's noon, I have to go get some milk, we forgot to get milk. Noon is the hottest time of the day in the Holy Land. Women went to get water in the morning, early in the morning, or late at night. They did not go to draw water at noon. On top of that, Jacob's well is a mile and a half from Sychar. This woman has just walked a mile and a half in the dead heat of the middle of the day to draw water. Why? 
Because as we see later, she is a sinful woman. She did not want to put up with the gossip and the criticism of those around her. Sin has driven her to be lonely. Sin drives me to a lonely state. It always does. This woman, she's had five relationships. She's obviously looking and thirsting for happiness. One after the other, after the other, after the other. It betrays this, this thirst that she has to find happiness, and she's not found it. She's lonely. Therefore, she comes at noon. She wants to be away from everyone else in the town. And what does Jesus tell her? Jesus says, give me a drink. Jesus asks her for what she can give. The woman's carrying this water jar. Jews did not use the things that Samaritans used. Jesus is asking her, give me a drink with your water jar. That unclean thing that I'm not supposed to as a Jew use, I don't care. Give me a drink. Give me what you can offer. Give me your sinfulness. Give me your weakness. A lot of times we encounter God and we think, I couldn't possibly offer God what he's asking of me. I don't have the strength. The bad habits I have are too strong. I can't possibly rid myself of these things in order to encounter Jesus. Jesus only wants what we can give, what we have. Even though it's just a little bit, that's what Jesus wants. Give me a drink. Take out your water jar and give me a drink from that well in front of you. Whatever you're able to give me, that's what Jesus wants. And then what do we see that happens? Jesus satisfies her thirst. It says in the gospel today, she left her water jar and returned to the village. She left that thing that she had come for, that thing which she thought would satisfy her thirst. She had walked a mile and a half in the heat to this well, and she no longer cares because she has met love. She has met Jesus Christ. My dear brothers and sisters, this morning's gospel applies to each and every one of us. Place yourself in the Samaritan woman's position and ask yourself, what is it that I'm thirsting for? What am I constantly trying to use to satisfy my thirst? Maybe I'm finding that these relationships are not satisfying me. 
Maybe I'm finding that this thing is not satisfying me. Maybe I'm finding that these habits that I've acquired are not satisfying me. I'm thirsty, and each and every one of us, the first step towards conversion is to recognize what it is that I'm thirsting for, what it is that I spend my time doing. Recognize that. And then encounter Jesus and give him the little that I can give. Realize that I don't need to walk towards Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ comes towards me. As we journey towards Lent, hopefully today we can reflect on this gospel passage. Ask myself, where am I on my path of conversion? What are those false hopes that I have in my life? and look for that encounter with the Lord.